The sound of my shotgun was loud in the small storage shed, and an ear-splitting scream pierced the night. I grimaced as I popped the breech open and immediately inserted two fresh shells. While I'd only seen one man, that didn't mean others weren't near, so I waited unmoving. I remained motionless, listening to everything but the dying man, because to move might mean my death. I heard nothing, but I remained in the darkness. Above the moaning and whimpering of the injured man, I heard a slight whispering sound, only I couldn't determine exactly where the sound was located. The noise reminded me of material rubbing against material, but I'd been wrong before, and it had cost my first wife her life. Come on, move, you son of a bitch. I waited with my senses on edge and my trigger finger ready to respond. Long minutes passed, and then I heard the night sounds return outside the shed. The crickets were making noise, and my dog had finally stopped barking. So if anyone else had been around, they were gone now. I knew it was safe to check the man I'd shot. Pulling a small flashlight from my pocket, I turned it on and moved the narrow beam of light toward my victim. The man lay on his back, his eyes open, but unfocused so I moved the light to the center of his chest. My shotgun blast had taken him in the center of the upper body, and I found it strange he lived at all. The shot should have killed him instantly, or so I thought. A small-caliber pistol, a thirty-eight caliber snub nose, was beside the body. I picked the pistol up, opened the cylinder, and found four bullets. I snapped it shut and placed it in the waistband of my trousers. I'll drag him off in a bit. I need to get back to the house so Sandra doesn't worry, I thought as I turned and made my way out of the shed. I glanced at the sky overhead and noticed it was clear, with millions of stars sparkling radiantly, as I called Dolly my biggest dog. Once she was at my side, we moved toward the house. Dolly was a German shepherd that was trained for security work. After I entered the kitchen, Sandra asked, Trouble? I heard gunfire. I killed a man in the shed. What was he looking for? Most likely anything of value. Right now, generators, batteries, gas, or big trade items around here. I met her eyes and slowly shook my head over the senselessness of the killing. Have something hot to drink and unwind a bit, because I know you're all worked up over shooting that man. I sat at the table and watched my wife as she poured me a cup of coffee. Sandra wasn't a beautiful woman, but she was attractive— and we'd hit it off the first time we'd met, only I'd been married then. She was the athletic type, always walking, running, or going to the gym, only those days were finished as far as I was concerned. She stood a foot shorter than my six foot six inches and was usually around a hundred and twenty pounds, but she'd lost weight over the last few months. I had a good hundred pounds on her, except I'd lost a lot of weight as well. Just staying alive was an effort these days. She placed a cup of coffee in front of me and said, I think a drink will help you relax a little. It's a shame we have to defend our home like they did back in the 1800s. As I raised the cup, my hands were trembling. I'd been like this after combat in Iraq, too. I'd spent three tours in Iraq and two in Afghanistan, all combat tours, and I'd return home from the sandbox a hard man. I got out of the Army as soon as my extension expired, and attended college using the G.I. Bill, which paid me a little extra to live on while I attended classes full-time. 
I was in college when I'd first met Sandra. 